D.C., the crown jewel of American radio. It is Tuesday, which means Mark Stein will be here shortly, and I know many of you are looking forward to that. As usual, so much news to discuss here. So many events taking place in this world of ours. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let us get started with this sad story. An Asian grandmother has died three months after being smashed in the face with a rock in a random attack. This happened in Jackson Heights, Queens. Homeless man. Eli Saul Perez, 32 years old, attacked the woman. She was immigrated here from China. Ying Ma, 61 years old. She was sweeping her front sidewalk out in Jackson Heights, Queens, when he attacked her. He was arrested, charged with assault. Prosecutors, police don't call it a hate crime. The family does. The defendant has, of course... Multiple prior arrests, a long criminal record known to be a menace to the community. Kind of fits the profile of what has been going on in not just New York and other cities. There's another story. Violent shoplifter attacks a Bronx employee with a screwdriver. What happened? Why? She caught him shiflopping. What am I saying? Shoplifting. <laughs> it was the CC department store, 149th Street in the Bronx. 55-year-old male worker confronted the woman. She attacks him with a screwdriver. She's This is common parlance here now. Uh, there was some, I'm going to make the suits nervous today. Um, so warning suits. I'm going to talk about something that most suits and most media companies don't want people to talk about, and that's the elections. Oh, no. He's going to, yeah, I'm going to talk about the elections, the, the elections of 2020, because there are two news stories. And so, suits, don't worry. I'm just going to read from the news stories. I'm not going to offer any opinion. Well, I might offer opinions anyway, so maybe you should be nervous. The first story comes to us from the Federalist.com report. Zuckerberg's election money violated Wisconsin bribery laws. Nearly $9 million in Zuckerberg grant funds were directed solely to five Democratic strongholds in Wisconsin, and that violated the state's election code's prohibition on bribery. Last August, Wisconsin Assembly Speaker Robin Voss authorized the Office of Special Counsel, headed by a retired Supreme Court Justice, Michael Gaberman, to investigate concerns about election integrity in Wisconsin. The Special Counsel already has delivered one report. This is his second interim report. Here's the deal, and let me just not go through every nook and cranny of this story because we are short on time, but... According to the report, Priscilla Chan and Mark Zuckerberg provided financing that allowed the Center for Tech and Civic Life to offer nearly $9 million in what is called Zuckbucks 
to Milwaukee, Madison, Racine, Kenosha, and Green Bay. In exchange, the Zuckerberg Five, as the report called the counties, in effect operated Democrat Party get-out-the-vote efforts. Those grants then paid for illegal, here's the word, keyword, illegal drop boxes to be placed in Democrat voting stronghold. The illegal use of of these drop boxes represented a second area of concern to the special counsel's office. That is one of the election stories. Now, by the way, if you listen to the mainstream press, if you listen to scared media executives at even some conservative sites, nobody wants to talk about this election because they fear being labeled a kook, a tinfoil hat nut job if you bring up any irregularities. What we're told is, oh, everything was above board. Everything was above board. And if you don't think everything was above board, then you're a nut. You're a kook. You're a wackadoodle. Well, apparently, there are still people that recognize that there were election laws, and in the case of Wisconsin, they were violated. Let us see whether there will now be a criminal probe into bribery against the billionaire Mark Zuckerberg and his wife. Let us turn to another story that is sure to upset the don't talk about the election suits around the country. This is Maricopa Maricopa County, and you know where that is, Arizona. That's where Joe Alpario used to be the sheriff. A study of Maricopa County's mail ballots in Arizona's 2020 presidential election estimates that more than 200,000 ballots with mitts, matched signatures were counted without being reviewed. That is over eight times the 25,000 signature mismatches requiring the process known as curing or review. And here you had over 200,000 ballots mismatched signature and they were just allowed to slide in. The commission... Uh, went to a group called the Election Systems Integrity Institute. It's headed by Shiva Ayaduri, who's an engineer and entrepreneur, four degrees from MIT. He claims to be the inventor of email. Some people dispute that. This violates Maricopa County's election rules, folks. So I'm not saying here anything that is not being reported in the news. I'm not talking about outcomes. I'm talking about the process, the election process. In Wisconsin, the election process was was compromised, apparently, says the report, by Mark Zuckerberg and his wife. In Arizona, this study claims and says that over 200,000 ballots with mismatched signatures were never reviewed. Okay, see, Sue, she didn't have to get so nervous. It's okay. Calm down. Kamala Harris, being mocked all over the place again, went off script and pretty much said, hey, voters got what they are getting what they uh, asked for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the remarks are coming in, no, we didn't ask for this 40% 
this 40-year high in inflation. We didn't ask for these high gas prices, empty shelves. We didn't ask for any of this. Joe Biden is once again calling Republicans racist scum. He made the false claim Monday. He spoke at a Black History Month event. We are protecting our country's threshold liberty, the sacred right to vote, which I've never seen under such attack. You know, it's always made harder for blacks to vote, but this is trying to be able to figure out how to keep the black vote when it occurs from even continuing. He talked about Republicans as being responsible claiming Republicans are trying to keep the votes of black Americans from even being counted, which is an outblatant lie. It is a blatant lie, but it's more race-baiting from this president. Immigration likely to take a lower profile in Biden's State of the Union show tonight. Well, there's good reason for that. Tomorrow, we're recording the next On the Border, and we're going to go through some of the things happening happening on the podcast with immigration. I urge you to, to please go to WABC and check out all the podcasts at WABC, and you'll find that on the website, all the podcasts. Look for On the Border. Look for our science podcast, our cryptocurrency, and the Future is Now podcast, and we'll be having new episodes on uh, on the the on the border this week later this week, and the new episode on the future is now is going to come up too. Uh, James Clyburn instrumental in saving Biden's butt when he was in trouble by using his influence to give Biden credibility, so called with the black voters, urging he's urging strong strong support for Biden's Supreme Court nominee. Katanji Brown-Jackson. This is beyond politics. This is about the country, our pursuit of a more perfect union, and this is demonstrative of another step in that pursuit. That's what he told Slay the Nation. And so Republicans are supposed to bend over, grab the ankles, just pass the nominee, don't question, don't fight, don't argue, and above all, don't criticize this woman. Just please give her a pass. We want strong bipartisan support. Of course, when you ask Democrats for strong bipartisan support for any nominee that happens to be Republican, their answer is to put up their middle finger in your face, and then they go out and smear and and find all kind of false charges to smear Republican nominees with and put on a grand old show of it. Activist groups come out and protest. And so, no, the Republican nominees, they're still going after Clarence Thomas, and he's been on the bench for decades already. They're still attacking Justice Thomas and his wife, Jenny. But yet, we on our side are supposed to just grab the ankles, bend over, and just, you know, oh, let the nominee go. Don't worry about it. It's our nominee. And this woman is a radical who has not much appellate experience, and who has been overturned. Her rulings in the lower courts have been overturned numerous times by the higher courts, which says that she's not maybe, maybe she's not in line with judicial thinking. Maybe. I don't know her. I haven't read the rulings. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. In fact, most of the time when I try to read anything legalese, it's a snore. It puts me to sleep. And to think, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer. Thank goodness. Grew out of that. 
Anyway, when we come back from the break, the one, the only, you've been waiting for him, he will be here, Mark Stein. Oh, no, politics. And so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. He's always mistakenly British. Tea and crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. And yes, ladies and gentlemen... The one, the only, the famous, the infamous, Mark Stein <laughs> joins us. Mark, um, my administrative assistant, Mark, uh, took a call. Uh, uh, there's some guy named Chris Licht is trying to get a hold of you, and he is having problems. He doesn't know how to reach you. Really? I, yeah, yeah, Chris <laughs> Licht. The guy, is, he, from what I understand, he says something like, hey, I'm, I'm, I replaced Zucker. I want to talk to Mark. I have no idea what this is about. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. This is. This is. I once, when I was uh, much younger and better looking, a film director offered me a part in a motion picture while I was live on the radio, and uh, I was. I was like very interested in taking the part but i didn't want to sound too eager so i was trying to be all cool i was trying to be all cool about it so uh but i thank i thank you for- <laughs> i thank you for that anyway i think he might be confusing me with some with marks the mark stein in idaho i think that's the guy he's looking for i just got a text mark i i gotta share this with you i just got a text um kamala harris apparently has taken a uh a question about the Ukraine, and the question was, what's going... Diana, Diana Mew, our princess of policy, mm. sent this. Uh, what's going on in the Ukraine was the question. And I want you to listen to Kamala Harris's answer. She said, Ukraine is, Ukraine is a country in Europe. Oh. It, <laughs> <laughs> You're through to the next round. <laughs> it exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. (laughs) So it would have been okay if Ukraine had invaded Russia. Yes. (laughs) Actually, I I think there's more to it than that, because on, on that basis, Russia would have invaded Estonia, which is much smaller. Um, but that, that, that's actually pretty. That's pretty good for Kamala. She <laughs> she got the continent right. <laughs> actually, it's better. It's better than Obama when he started. You know, the Argentines called the Falkland Islands uh, the Elas Malvinas. And Obama was talking to the Argentine guy and trying to ingratiate himself. So he kept referring. But instead of recalling them the Ilas Malvinas, which are in the South Pacific, he called them the Maldives, which are in the Indian Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) So Obama, Obama can't even get the right ocean. But Kamala, she's she's on top of this thing. Oh, my goodness. 
Okay, before I want to talk to you about the Ukraine, but I got I have to know what you think about what is going on in Ukraine. But before then, your country, the Canucks, yeah. that I no longer want to take over because you people up there are really mean. What you did to those <laughs> truckers, vicious. And by oh, no, the way, by the way, one of those truckers I just read, um, this uh, this woman, they're, it's almost like she's a January 6th person. They're not letting her out of jail. They denied her bond. They're like, oh, hell no, you're going to stay in jail, and we are not going to forgive you. No, that's, that's absolutely right, absolutely disgraceful. What Justin Trudeau wanted was January the 6th, and those truckers <laughs> knew that. Uh, he wanted a Canadian January the 6th, and those truckers refused to give it to him. Instead, they uh, parked their cars along well their trucks on Wellington Street, which is the main drag in Ottawa, named after the Duke of Wellington, and they put up hot tubs and bouncy castles and, and free food stands for all the homeless people, and they refused to be goaded by uh, Justin Trudeau and, and the, the usual bunch of totally incompetent undercover mounties into, into rampaging around. And so Justin Trudeau decided to punish them, wreck their lives, freeze their bank accounts anyway. It's, uh, it's quite, and actually at the encouragement of Joe Biden, who was on the phone to Ottawa Good saying, saying uh, you gotta, you got to crack down on these things. I mean, the January 6th thing, which is political prisoners uh, in America, and one of whom uh, committed suicide. Committed suicide. I read that uh, for trespassing, and again, uh, so it's not. It's not actually funny that, and I'm I'm disturbed by. Uh, the way, you know, obviously the Republican focus groups have said people don't like it if you mention January the 6th or whatever. So nobody's speaking up for these guys. But basically, you know, the way it works if you have a justice system is you're charged with a, a, a crime. They drag you into court. You plead guilty or there's a trial and you serve your sentence. Here, this guy who, who committed suicide was basically serving his sentence beforehand. He pleaded guilty because you can't win against the federal prosecutors. And he, yet he had to be uh, he wasn't going to be uh, sentenced until April. I mean, this is sick. This is a sick, filthy, right. dirty, rotten stink. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's quote unquote suicide or some guy sitting in jail uh, for 14 months for, for trespassing, if you believe that, uh, and, and not yet being given a, uh, a sentence. It's a disgusting system. And at the very minimum I expect from a serious Republican candidate is that he's going to appoint an attorney general who will actually clean up the filth and sleaze and corruption, uh, who will actually break up the Department of Justice. It can't run the Bureau of Prisons. It can't run the FBI. Uh, so it should be broken up into something smaller and less powerful, hopefully in the hands of people who can run cleanly those various bureaus and departments. I could not agree with you more. I've been saying for years that the DOJ is one of the most corrupt agencies on the face of the earth, let alone America. Now, mm -hmm. I was going to mention, you know, as of today, Mark, I can go to uh, I can go up to your place. I can go up to Canada. All I have to do is take a pre a, a, a pre arrival antigen test, and now they're going to let me in. Yeah, and this is a dramatic change. What it, is this a direct result of the uh, of the truckers' protest? 
Uh, it's certainly connected to that. Uh, basically, those truckers uh, led to the collapse of the COVID regime in um, in all the major provinces, and they made it... Un- Justin Trudeau didn't want to be seen to be surrendering to the truckers. But basically, the COVID regime is being rolled back in important ways. And I'm really, I'm really glad about that, because I know... <laughs> You're now able to visit Canada and have absolutely no desire to. Well, I want to do the recon work because, once again, after you people stop being so mean up there, you guys got plenty of resources that we need. And I just say, well, you know. Well, I, you, you will we'll do that. Uh, Mitt Romney, as you know, he got into a lot of trouble for tying his dog to the roof <laughs> and then driving the dog to Canada. No American dog wants to go to Canada. That's, uh, but I'm happy to drive you uh, to uh, tie you down to the roof and drive you into Canada. <laughs> well, so- gee, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, speaking of the truckers, uh, once again, we see the fences around the Capitol for the night for tonight's State of the Union show. So the people that don't want to build a wall to keep immigrants out, illegal immigrants from entering this country, to keep illegal drugs. No, no, no. We can't have a wall. These people have once again put fences with uh, that make it really difficult for anyone to get to the Capitol. Mm-hmm. They want to protect their shrine over there. And uh, I just, for the life of me, don't understand why... American truck drivers who keep this country going, the people who deliver what we need to help keep the shelves stocked as best they can in this time of empty shelves, why they are being demonized as some group of enemies that wants to come attack Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. Because it's all Biden's got. You know, he, he's in the same position that uh, Justin... Well, he's in a worse position, actually, because he's made worse... He's made things worse in areas that even Justin uh, hasn't managed to do. But, you know, he could get away with having the inaug- that pathetic inauguration uh, a year ago behind all the fencing and everything, because... Uh, supposedly, oh, we've got these insurrectionists everywhere. Half the uh, the military, half the military are uh, these uh, these white supremacist crackers, just longing to rise <laughs> up and uh, and bring me down. He could get away with it. Then now we've got the worst, as you were just saying, that we've got the worst inflation in forty years. There's bare shelves for the most basic items in every supermarket. In the land, America is a global laughingstock after the uh, fiasco of Kabul. Joe Biden today said, don't worry, there isn't going to be a nuclear war. Right. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't honestly expecting a nuclear war, but now... But now that Joe Biden's ruled one out, I'm betting on a mushroom cloud in the next 48 hours. (laughs) Mark, can you hold on for one segment more, please? Because we didn't get to Ukraine yet. But before we go, I just have to ask you a quick take on something. Um, You know, the House passed the lynching. uh, They made it. They they passed a bill that makes lynching a hate crime. Now, I didn't know, except for the high-tech lynching that Democrats do with Republican judicial candidates, I didn't know that lynchings were still going on. I was a little bit shocked. No, it's very odd to me because it's exactly a century ago, I believe. It's It was like January 1922 uh, that the, the House passed the lynching bill, but the Southern Democrats in the Senate refused 
uh, to go along with it. And it's it's such a weird thing when you when you say oh, I didn't know there was a lot of lynching going on. This is the pointless American politics is largely theater but it's actually really old theater it's like you might as well, you might as well be watching guys in powdered wigs and doublet and hose because here we are it's like putin is threatening to go nuclear and uh, oh yeah 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 we'll uh, I'll, I'll i'll take a look at the nuclear threat just as soon as i've finished passing this uh, lynching bill which would have come in useful a hundred years ago but back then my party was so totally racist we had no chance of passing it so <laughs> so uh so that's that's uh, you know that that's that's great i don't i don't i don't i don't see the point to a legislature that that it, it could only legislate retroactively like this. Me either. Okay, if you can hold on, Mark, please, for one more segment. I want to get your thoughts on Ukraine. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here at WABC Talk Radio 77. We are coming back. More of Mark Stein right after this. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, on 77 WABC. No, no, Chris, Chris, look, I'm trying to talk him into it. He, he doesn't want, he, it's, he says it's CNN. Oh, we're back. I got to go. Uh, yeah, Mark, listen, um, that guy from uh, CNN, he really wants uh, to, he says that uh, he's, they want to make the network less liberal. Yeah. And they, yeah. <laughs> I look, I, uh. I like CNN, but I couldn't handle. <laughs> from what I understand, I don't, I couldn't handle all the uh, you know the various uh, off-air activities that the <laughs> the stars of CNN apparently have to go. I I I just like to have a you know take, have a glass of warm milk and have an early night, and you can't do that at CNN. There's all kinds of other things going on. Okay, Ukraine. Now this is Mark. I don't even I don't I no longer know what to believe. If you read some accounts. Um, the the Russian advance is being held up. If you read other accounts, they're getting ready to pounce heavily, and Kiev is going to probably fall, and Karvik is is surrounded, and it's and they they've showed the the bombing over and over again of that building. You have civilians being killed. I read in some places that the Russian death rate is far higher than what they've been able to inflict on the Ukrainian people. Uh, I don't know what to think anymore. And you have you have the European Union actually, it appears, serious about crippling the Russian economy. What what's your take? Well, there is there is a lot of propaganda. However, the fact is that if you take only one of their most modest uh, war aims, which was to take the uh, the port city of Mariupol in the uh, southeast uh, on the Black Sea, they've which is actually near to the areas they already control, they've they've failed to do that. They're meeting more resistance. Uh, the Ukrainians are putting it about that uh, a lot of the Russians are just deserting and the Russians who don't desert are disabling their vehicles so they break down in the middle of nowhere and then uh, they can't go any further. So Putin is – that's one reason why they're now getting more vicious and violent because it's, 
It's the same thing as happened in Chechnya, where Putin found he couldn't win the war in a civilized way, so he just started being more brutal and vicious. But 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 taking everything with a large pinch of salt, like the Ukrainian claim that they're killing a thousand Russian soldiers a day, um, I think it's clear that they're putting up more of a fight than Putin ever expected. And you do, and one thing that is undeniable is that every Ukrainian celebrity, and I know that to <laughs> a lot of people that might be a contradiction in terms, but <clears throat> all their... You know, all their sitcom stars and their sporting, uh, their, their most famous athletes, their tennis players and their concert pianists are all being shown picking up rifles and taking to the streets. And, you know, those are, that, that's not propaganda. That seems to be actual verifiable fact. And, and if, if so, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of inspiring. They've, They've been screwed over. They've been looted to a large degree by the likes of the Bidens and the Clintons. And uh, and and it's nice to see that that hasn't dampened their spirit and they think their country's worth fighting for. But though the Russians, you know, they 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 can bomb apartment houses in this city and that city, but they haven't yet taken uh, those Black Sea ports, which were absolutely central to this endeavor. Now, does. Vladimir Putin survived this. If you are a, if you are on the world stage as he is, you manage to main to stay in power, even though you're supposedly moving toward a more democrat nation. When he when he left the presidency, he still managed to be to run the country. Mm. He's still managing to run the country right now. In Russia, there are protests, and they're locking up as many of the protesters as they can. The ruble, from what I read, is worth less than one cent right now. And yep. and and they have had a stranglehold on major swaths of their economy, which means the Russian people are going to hurt. Is there a point when the Russian people and the Russian powers that be that actually have control of the country along with Putin say, Putin, time for you to go? You've overstepped. Well, the, the the important thing, I think, is not, not so much the ordinary Russian people, but all the guys who move around the world, the guys who, like, um, get the best table at restaurants in the south of France and they get the best ski lodges in Courcheval, which is basically an oligarch town now, and the ones who are ha now having to move their yachts to the Maldives, which we just... <laughs> <laughs> because uh, because they can't they can't park them anywhere else. Those guys might might get annoyed. I don't know whether that's particularly good though, because if Putin feels uh, if if Putin feels he's about to go the way of Gaddafi, and he watches that video of Gaddafi's final moments quite a lot, apparently. If if he feels he's about to go the way of Gaddafi, that's just going to make him, you know, more reckless. And that, in turn, has made the European Union tougher because they, they've, they've actually figured, oh, my God, we completely forgot about this country to our east. Um, but, yeah, if it starts, like, gobbling up all the real estate, uh, where's, where's it going to stop? So suddenly, suddenly even, you know, the Germans turned on a dime. They, they basically have had they, – they, in Afghanistan, the Germans would only agree to send troops 
to provinces where there was no fighting. I mean, so that's that's a great ally to have. So the the German army (laughs) was fantastic. If you're looking for an army that can man the photocopier back at the barracks, the Germans are absolutely the the crack troops you're looking for. But they've now changed. They've completely reversed their position now. Uh, and they're about to make the biggest uh, spending increase in their military. They they say it's not it's not uh, fit for purpose, as they say over there, um, because it couldn't it couldn't it it can't fight it. It's planes, it's tanks. They're not if if suddenly they're invaded, the most of the tanks aren't going to work. They're not maintained properly. They've had a they've completely turned on a dime, and that actually might be one of the good long-term consequences of this, that these wealthy nations, wealthier than any nations in human history, start assuming the costs of their own defense. Last question, Mark. Does this validate everything that Donald Trump said about the need for NATO to collect dues from countries that were in arrears and for the European nations to take a larger role in defending their own countries? Well, yeah, I think it. I think Trump is right about that. But I actually like the the sort of stuff Trump was saying uh, when he was campaigning in 2015. What's the What's the point of NATO? What is NATO? I I I was at uh, I was at a lunch uh, about 20 years ago, and I found myself sitting next to uh, Lord Carrington, who who'd been Secretary General of NATO, and he turned to me at one point. And he said, what is NATO, this very aristocratic drawl, what is NATO for? And I said to him, well, look, you were the secretary general. If you don't know, why the hell, why should I know? And, and that was a great question to ask 20 years ago. It's even better now. After the fiasco of Afghanistan, I would rather there were uh, Andy Biggs said at CPAC, that he didn't think Americans wanted to uh, go to war over Estonia. And Estonia is in NATO. Well, if you don't want to go to war over Estonia, you shouldn't have let Estonia into NATO. The whole thing is too big and doesn't represent anything real. And Putin has suddenly decided to treat it as if it were real. And that's the crisis. Amazing. Mark Stein, thank you for giving us so much of your time. Always a pleasure. And I will deflect any calls that come in from that network uh, looking, uh, and I'll just tell them I can't find you, okay? And and by the way, by the way, by the way, word was that they want to team you up with Don Lemon. <laughs> yes, that's right. The whole sexual chemistry thing would be bubbling over on that, wouldn't it? I see where you're going with this. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. We so appreciate you. Thanks a lot, James. All right, James Golden here, a.k.a. Bo Snerley with you, WABC Talk Radio 77. Your call's coming up. We've got a few more news items to bring to your attention, too. Away. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerley, is on 77 WABC. <laughs> Ah, yes. John Mayer brings us back. This is from his debut album. The song is called Neon. What a talent this guy is. And, you know, he uh, he is a virtuoso classical guitarist as well. 
keep it up. We got to get to the hook. Yeah. WABC Talk Radio 77. You know, we've got... Oh, we're not going to get to the hook. It's too long. Thank you anyway. Oh, I love that song. Neon, Neon. Yes. Um, you know, this guy, uh, Chase Bodine out in uh, California. I, I'm, I don't even have to go through the story. Just let me tell you what he's saying. And you take it from there. This was in the Daily Mail UK. DA Chase Boudon says, being tough on crime does not work. Once again, the district attorney of San Francisco, who was raised, by the way, as our, as our beloved Princess of Policy pointed out, he was raised by Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, two of the most radical people in the weather underground, after his own parents were sentenced to jail for their part in a Brinks armed robbery that killed two police officers and a guard. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the same robbery that, robbery that Joanne Chesimard flew to Cuba in, and she's still down in Cuba. Anyway, that's who this guy is. He says, being tough, this is the district attorney. The Democrat Party District Attorney. The Democrat Party District Attorney in San Francisco, who sounds very much like the Democrats in Washington State, in New York State, in Atlanta, in Houston, says being tough on crime does not work. That's all you need to know. Joe, let's head to the phones. In Long Island, welcome WABC Talk Radio 77. Appreciate you waiting. Hi, Joe. How are you? Listen, I, I was upset the other day. I heard Lindsey Graham talk about this uh, uh, Supreme Court nominee. Yes, Miss Jackson. I, I don't even know her. I don't know if she's good, bad, or indifferent. You know, I heard that she, the one case that she did do something on, got over, her opinion got overturned, her ruling got overturned. But they, Going back to Judge Bork, they borked Bork. They 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 tried to to destroy Thomas and uh, Kavanaugh. Uh, if we don't, if we get control of the Senate, anybody that they put up, we should bork them until the twenty twenty four election. Say so you want to you want to play rough, we'll play rough too. You, you know what I mean? Uh, and and I think uh, I wish somebody would clarify this. I heard two different opinions. Uh, that if if it's a fifty fifty split, that the vice president does not get the the cha- the uh, opportunity to 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 do that for a nominee, or or they do. I'll have to check into that because she is the she would be the president of the Senate under the Constitution. Now, whether she could vote on a Supreme Court nominee, I'd have to double check. So that's a good question. Don't forget, you're forgetting Kavanaugh, Gorsuch. You said Kavanaugh. Gorsuch, Sam Alito, they made his wife, his, I remember his wife sitting there breaking down crying at the way Sam Alito was treated during his confirmation hearing. They just ravaged him too. But it seems mild in comparison to what they've done afterwards. Do you remember Miguel Estrada? Miguel Estrada was a brilliant jurist, a Hispanic. He would have been the first Hispanic um, uh nominated to, I believe, the appellate court. They ripped him a new one. Do you remember Janice Rogers Brown? 
They've always given, she's a black woman, just as really smart, conservative back in the day. They mistreated her. They mistreat almost every single Supreme Court nominee there is that comes from a Republican. And then Claiborne has the, the nerve to sit and tell us, oh, well, I want a, I want a big bipartisan show of support for, for Kijinta. I mean, really? You're absolutely, well, look, she's going to get the nominee nation anyway, as my view. Republicans will not, many of them will be too afraid to actually take her record apart and take her apart the same way that they do Republicans. We don't do that. We don't come up with these trumped-up, phony stories. Oh, let's pull somebody from his teenage year that says she was in the party and he took her upstairs in the bedroom and did blah, 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 and no one else can remember it. No one else that was supposedly at that party admits that this happened. And yet she's accorded this, that we're talking about this woman, Miss what Rush used to call a ballsy Ford at the Kavanaugh. These, it was a disgraceful hearing. But yet this is what Democrats do. I still think that pubic hair on the Coke can is one of the most disturbing, silliness smears that I've ever heard in my life. But that's what they did with Clarence Thomas. And right now, they're going after Clarence Thomas's wife, Jenny Thomas, and they're trying to start this all over again. These Democrats never stop. But yet, we're supposed to just play nice. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Jay, New Jersey, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Yeah, hi, Bo. I'd like to get to Jackson in a moment, but I want the trucker rally uh, that's going to Washington, D.C. I think that they uh, need to focus on, since they're, the Democrats are trying to quickly take away their mandate issue, if you haven't noticed that, as uh, yep. as they can, I think. So they already accomplished that. So instead of wasting this rally, there's one issue I think they can all get behind, and that would be that the Green New Deal has caused severe inflation by the increase in prices of the energy that they need to run their businesses and to get better wages when they're company drivers. So they ought to all get behind, at a minimum, having a tax, the fuel tax, removed. And people say, well, you can't afford that. No, but we can afford to do our military, CIA, FBI that girls are boys, boys are girls, and training that people are inherently racist by the color of their skin. So that's my comment on that. Now, on Jackson, Jackson, I'd like you to follow up on that one to make sure that rally has a good impact uh, on that end of it. Uh, Because it's a national security interest, uh, energy, uh, obviously, uh, we're seeing that right now. We know it causes inflation, probably most of the inflation we've seen in the past. That's what's proven. What about Uh, Jackson? Jackson. Well, Jackson's related to Paul Ryan, if I'm not mistaken. She is. We covered that the other day. And Paul said he's happy to see her nomination up there. He's related by marriage. It's not a blood relation. It's a relation by marriage. But he has been her character witness for years, asserting what a wonderful character uh, she has. And the other day, uh, uh, Paul Ryan came out and said how happy he was that she has the nomination from Biden. So that's enough for me. You made my point. That's it. Thank you. that person will be, obviously. Thank you. Appreciate that so much. Thank you very much. Now, as to your other point, that the truckers should refocus and focus on energy, they should definitely talk about energy. They should talk about crime. They should talk about inflation, energy, crime, and the border. The border, the border. Tim, Staten Island. 
quickly, running out of time, what is your thought this afternoon, Tim? Hey, Bo, you and Rush were the best. Thank I you. think we have a way to help clear the streets of, of people with weapons, okay? Without doing the frisk and stop and arrest, we do frisk and stop and take out all their illegal drugs and their their weapons and then take a picture and just let them go. We're going to not waste time, but we could take the tools of assault other than their hands off the streets. They would still be, um, they would still be, the police would still be under uh, lawsuits if that happened for violating the constitutional right of search without a warrant, search without due process. It's a good idea, but sadly, it, I doubt whether, I'm not a lawyer, I doubt whether it would pass constitutional muster. Uh, hey, folks, remember this. John Katz is up next. Katz at night here every weeknight. Remember, also, I'm here on the weekends. Well, at least one day of the weekend on Saturday. So stay with us all during the week and on Saturday. And check out Red Apple Media's podcast, the WABC lineup, the podcast that are coming out of this place. Brilliant. Let us go, Queens. Bob, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden. Good afternoon. So maybe you could share some insight. I'm curious about what's been flying around on social media about President Zelensky. But supposedly he, someone sent an airplane for him to pick him up, and he's like, send me weapons. I don't need a ride. Do you know who yeah. that was? Do you know who that was? That was on a call with President Biden. President Biden offered to evacuate President Zelensky, and this was um, in the early days of the war, possibly day three or day four. And Zelensky's answer to Joe Biden was, here is where the fighting is. I don't need a ride out. I need weapons. Please send weapons. And that you have right. And that is part of why, according to some articles, even in the leftist mainstream press, Zelensky has united the United States of America behind him because he appears to be fearless and he's fighting this. They put it in biblical terms, which is also strange for many members of the media who we didn't even know what the Bible was. They're, they're equating this as a David versus Goliath battle. So there you go. And Anything else, Bob? Yeah. So how do we even interpret the idea of sending a plane to evacuate a leader? What kind of, what kind of real leader would abandon ship? Are you kidding? These guys, many of these tyrants and despots can't wait to get out. And especially the more evil they become, the more they can't wait to get out. Don't you remember the guy from Haiti? I forgot, uh, 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 Dada, uh, what is his name, Papa Doc, and all those guys. One of them took it off to France, and he was still living there. And then you go and, and you look at other guys like Idi Amin, and I'm just sorry, I'm, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Those guys flow, flew the coop. You have all kind of leaders that would fly the coop in a minute. Poor Gaddafi didn't have the wherewithal to fly, fly the coop. Otherwise, I mean, the crowd caught him too soon. Look at what they did to the guy in uh, Romania, Ceausescu, and his wife. That was almost like what they did to Mussolini and uh, at the end when they finally caught up with him. Some of these guys know exactly what's going to come to them if they get caught. So they want to get the hell out of Dodge while they can. But Zelensky is a brave soul, and he is standing up to the one, one of the most evil commies on the face of the earth in the personage of Vladimir Putin. Well, 
As I said, Cats at Night coming up next. Make sure you keep it right here. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy, with you on another Tuesday. Thank you, Mark Stein, for being with us not only this week but every Tuesday. We are Pennsylvania. We are Connecticut. We are New Jersey. We are New York. We are the greatest city in the world, in the greatest nation that humanity has ever witnessed, our beloved United States of America. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families and show special favor to those suffering in the Ukraine.